You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. Welcome everyone to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. I'm Rachel. Thanks for listening. During Thanksgiving, we talk a lot about giving thanks and gratitude, but this can actually be difficult when we're really struggling. On today's episode, I talked with Lindsay Leighton, one of our counselors here, about the real connection between our mental health and gratitude, not only in science, but in the Bible as well. Let's listen. Welcome, Lindsay, to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you, Rachel. I'm always <laughs> excited that you're here, friend. Uh, I know you do have a lot going on. You're busy. You're a mom. You have a job. And so I'm grateful for just time to just hear from you and just listen to your wisdom and your knowledge and just be in your presence. It's really fun. Mm, well, thanks. It's a privilege to be here. So thanks for the invitation. Yeah, we'll see if you really think that after <laughs> 50 more minutes. I'll see. Okay, so we just had Thanksgiving. We're in this holiday season and we're um, also talking about generosity at church. So we're just thinking and talking a lot about gratitude, being thankful, telling ourselves we should be thankful. Mm-hmm. But for some people, that's hard because they're going through hard things. They're, you know, they have anxiety when it comes to going to parties or with their finances or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or they're struggling with depression. And so to tell them be thankful sounds just like something that's not kind. Mm-hmm. Um, But I also have heard that there's this real connection between gratitude and our mental health. So I just want you to tell me, is that real? Is that a myth? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think you're right. I think that there's a lot of people that maybe hear, you know, just be grateful, be thankful for what you have. And um, to really be able to kind of take that to heart and apply that is is a hard thing to do. and I would say that it is true. Um, I, would, I would say that research actually backs up that gratitude can um, lessen stress, anxiety, and depression. And one of the ways that it does that is it boosts serotonin and dopamine levels in our brain, which are the neurotransmitters that improve um, our mood. And so uh, research would absolutely back that up to be true, that gratitude can lessen our stress, um, not even just the holidays, but really in all aspects of Anytime, life. Mm-hmm. which is really amazing. Yeah. So not just during Thanksgiving, but right. actually <laughs> all the time. That's so right. have you seen that? Because I know you, you're in counseling. You're a counselor here with us. So have you seen that to be true? Like when you're actually trying to walk with people through things like anxiety or depression or whatever it is? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Def- I, I try to incorporate that into sessions with clients. Again, not in a not in a, you know, just be grateful and all your depression symptoms are going to go away. Um, Mm -hmm. I do not want to take that lightly because that is not necessarily true. But what it can do is it can absolutely help to rewire some of the brain, help us to think differently, help us maybe to not um, listen. Because when we're we're anxious and we're depressed, it's kind of like we listen to that anxious, depressed voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And to learn to rewire it, to learn to, maybe that looks like replacing some lies with truth. Or, um, you know, I think about the verse in the Bible that talks about, um, it actually it's in Ephesians 4.23. It says, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And so part of that renewing is very intentionally being grateful um, and um, kind of changing what our thoughts sound like. Mm-hmm. 
and applying it that way. Yeah, I mean, I that's already really helpful to think about because I think that sometimes, like you said, it's like, oh, you just like be grateful. And mm-hmm. like that's frustrating, but you're really talking about it even in terms of like how you how, how you work with people, it's really more of a discipline. Mm-hmm. It's not something that just happens. It's not only a feeling, it's really a discipline that you have to sort of cultivate in your life. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a really great word for it. It takes it takes intentionality. Um, because this life is really hard and really broken and we are broken people and we are dealing with broken people. And um, that's why we have to constantly be replacing um, our thoughts with truth. And and so I think about the verse um, in First Thessalonians where it says, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And really when we when we look at God's word, it talks all throughout it about being thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think when you're in a season of a lot of pain, it's really hard to receive those verses and to know what to do with them. Or even sometimes to seek God, what like what could I possibly be grateful for right now with all of the pain that I'm enduring? Um, and that's where I encourage people to 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 go before the Lord and first of all tell them what they're everything they're thinking and feeling, just lay it out before mm-hmm. the Lord. Like maybe that might look like even saying, God, it's really hard for me to be grateful in this circumstance right now. Um, and he will meet you there and he will give you um, he will give you those words and he will give you insight into your situations. And that's where I think the discipline comes in is that we practice thankfulness, we practice gratitude, even when we don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're not always going to feel like doing it or it's not always going to make sense. But as we practice it, that actually helps rewire our brain. Um, in those moments, um, regardless of if we fully believe it in that moment or not. <laughs> yeah, it rewires our brain how? What do you mean by that? Well, it when we get into habits of thinking certain ways, um, so one way I might describe it to clients is kind of like a tape recorder that you've been playing, certain messages that you've been playing, and maybe, maybe some of those messages are... Um, you know, maybe rooted in what you wish you didn't, what you wish you had that you don't, or just thoughts that lead you to dissatisfaction in your life. Um, when we, when we, those thoughts get kind of entrenched and we kind of, I kind of think of it as like a little trench in our mm-hmm. brain so that when we start to come up against that and do the opposite of I'm going to kind of fight what I usually do and do the opposite of that, which would be, I'm going to um, kind of, again, like rewiring kind of, and I can give you some practical ways of that too, but um, to think differently, then it start, that trench starts to become less ingrained mm-hmm. and we start to form a new pathway, a new pathway yeah. um, over time. Yeah, it takes time for sure. Yeah. Someone described it to me um, as, you know, whenever you, if you park in your driveway sometimes and you walk to your front door and there's not necessarily a pathway in your grass, but whenever people just walk, in the grass for yeah. long enough to the front door, a pathway sort of created. Yeah. And then people just automatically walk there. Yes. It's not even like the way you have to go, but it's already sort of formed from doing it over and over. Mm-hmm. So then you just naturally do it. That's right. And yeah. so you have to be really intentional about creating a new pathway yeah. or else you just mm-hmm. automatically Absolutely. start moving that way. I really like that analogy. I think that's really helpful because we would also call it in kind of mental health world, automatic thoughts. And so we get into habits so we just have these automatic thoughts mm-hmm. of, um, and so we have to be intentional to change what our automatic thoughts mm-hmm. are, which is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in my 
brief moment when I was studying some of this um, <laughs> in a counseling program. Um, what I found to be true, so you just tell me what you think about this because I don't know, mm. but what I, what I found when I was learning things like you're talking about um, is that when there's really good research and we see these things that are really true in people's lives, true in people's lives, there's almost always a biblical foundation for it. You know, mm -hmm. it usually always coincides with something that the Bible is really telling us about who we are mm -hmm. and trying to cultivate in us too. And I think that that's true of gratitude because I know like mm -hmm. some people are listening, they're like, oh, this is just, you know, mm -hmm. this is psychology and like, who cares? Like, let's just read the Bible. Um, but, you know, they're not opposed to each other. Mm -hmm. And I think particularly in this topic, um, they're, they go per, like perfectly together. So um, you talked about how the Bible tells us we should be grateful too. So um, mm -hmm. wh which verse did you say? Which verse did you uh, that bring one was up? Thir First Thessalonians 5, 18. Which was? Which, which uh, oh, be thankful in all circumstances. Be thankful in all circumstances, mm -hmm. right. Which is which is such a beautiful verse to think about whenever, whenever we think about discipline. And I think that there's mm -hmm. also verses that just remind us of, why we're thankful, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think um, part, part of thinking through like, what does it look like to be grateful and why are we grateful mm -hmm. is thinking about um, what scripture tells us about, you know, who God is and what he's done for us. Because yeah. it's one thing to say we should be grateful and why, but it, it, no matter what our discipline is, it's fleeting unless it's grounded yes. in who God is and what he's done. Yes, um, absolutely. That's very true. Which brings us to the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. if, if when we... When we operate from a, um, a lens in which we see the world that we are broken and in need of grace and that God gave us that grace, that he gave us what we could not do for ourselves, then uh, that, that thankfulness is just ingrained in us. We're able to see all circumstances through that lens that, um, of his saving grace for us that we did not deserve. Mm -hmm. um, and that will help us to interpret all of our other experiences in circumstances in our life through that lens. Um, so I like how you talk about it of being like the grounding foundation, foundation, uh, cause it absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. And we, again, we talk about our spiritual formation grid. So it's, and whenever mm -hmm. we think about really spiritual disciplines and how we're transformed through the gospel, it's mm -hmm. who God is and what he's done for us. And then it changes who we are and what we do. And it's the same thing with gratitude. You know, God yeah. is, he gave us life. He's our king. He's our savior. He's yeah. our father. I mean, those are just, that's who he is. So we can just be grateful for that. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so whenever, when we feel like we have nothing maybe in our current life situation to be grateful for, we can always go back to that, to who he is, what he has done for us, knowing and believing that he has not forsaken us and he is with us in whatever hardship we are facing and so we can thank him for his, for the presence that he, he continues mm -hmm. to have with us in those moments, even if our circumstances might not be changing mm -hmm. in that moment. Um, so, yeah, yeah, no, I think that's really helpful. I mean, even in, um, you know, looking outside of these, there's all these verses in the New Testament. And I started listing them this morning mm -hmm. and I was like, I, there's like <laughs> almost every verse. It's like, you know, yeah. it's thank thank God for what he's done for you in Christ and do this with yeah. thankfulness. I mean, it's like constant whenever we're talking about mm -hmm. the gospel and who Jesus is and what he's done for us. It reminds us to be to be thankful, but also mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. Because um, one of the things you, you keep coming back to, which I think is really important, is um, in all circumstances, mm -hmm. you know, which is in the New Testament, but also 
that's real. Mm-hmm. So we can be in hard circumstances and still be thankful for just who God is mm-hmm. and what he's done for us. Yeah, absolutely. One other verse that I had written down that really um, struck me is Colossian, Colossians sorry, mm-hmm. 3.16. And it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And what I loved about this verse is that it reminded me of how we create this thankfulness in our hearts Mm -hmm. too. You know, it talks about um, admonishing one another, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And so there's a there's there are things that we can do to cultivate some of that thankfulness too um, that might not just feel natural or that especially when we're in circumstances that it's really hard to see anything positive about it. Um, so I I, I like mm-hmm. that it's also com- communal. Like that's a yeah. that's um, he's telling us to do that in community. Do this yeah. with one another, which I think whenever you're talking about. Um, gratitude and thankfulness, it's something that we, you know, cultivate with one another as well, mm-hmm. you know, as as a body of believers. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know you have not asked me this question yet, but I know you're <laughs> going to ask me, uh, what How? are some practical ways <laughs> that we can, um, that's right, <laughs> um, what are some practical ways that we can cultivate this in us? And this verse gives us some, right? Like singing songs. Uh-huh. You know, when I think about worship on Sunday morning, and it and that sometimes gives us words to what we, what we feel like we can't pray or that we can't articulate. Um, and you get you can do that in your own time with the Lord, or in the car, or in the morning, or so we're filling our minds with things that remind us mm-hmm. of the God that we're praising, which cultivates gratitude and thankfulness mm-hmm. in us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think also so there are Psalms of lament, and this is just mm-hmm. going back to like the hard parts of this. In yeah. in every song of lament, this is like. The Bible's way of telling us it's okay to mm-hmm. not be okay. Mm-hmm. And God wants you to cry out to him. He wants you to come before him in that. Um, but in yeah. every single song of lament, you get about halfway through and then it turns into praise mm-hmm. and thankfulness for who God is yes. and everything that he does for us. Yeah. So we really can't hold those two things together. And I think for me, at least, that's been a really good practice that God wants us to be completely honest. Again, we're not saying mm-hmm. it's not okay to be scared or sad or frustrated or cry right. out to God in those things. But in that, gratitude mm-hmm. is still present. Those, those two things aren't different from each other. Yeah, absolutely. Where, Rachel, might someone find Songs of Lament so that they can go <laughs> and like look those up themselves? So you yeah. Psalms, for sure. Psalms, for sure. Lamentations yep. is full of that. But yeah. there are actually, yeah, Psalms of Lament. You know, yeah. if you, you could really, honestly, we can link to a couple, which I think would be really a great thing yeah. to do for everybody. Um, but, you know, I mean, my my sixth, sixth grader would be like, I'm going to Google that, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> Psalms right. of Lament, and they'll pop yes. up and you'll see that there there's a pattern. Yes. And um, there's a pattern of crying out and then of recognizing who God is mm. and everything he's done. And then there's, I think with gratitude, um, there's trust. Mm-hmm. And it's trust based on, again, who God is. Yeah. But there's trust that that um, is just a part of, Gratitude, I think. Absolutely. And, and and I think what you're talking about in terms of those those psalms that reflects that, because it starts first by pouring out your heart to God. Mm-hmm. You know, God, meet me here. Let me, I'm just going to be real with you. And then it turns into um, 
more of that language of gratefulness and thankfulness because there's that trust and that safety with the Lord. I've just bared my soul before you. Um, and then he starts to transform our hearts in that way. And mm-hmm. so that would make sense. You know, they're studying... Um, they're studying some of these psalms in the student ministry right now, which yeah. is really cool. That's right. I forgot yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So teaching the little ones. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think um, I was just thinking through how this is such an integral part of the Christian life, gratitude this morning. Yeah. And I was also thinking through, you know, everything it protects us from. Um, mm. Because I think that what can happen is that we get so, f- you know, focused on what we don't have. Yeah. you know, or what we are afraid of or whatever it is. And so when we're not thankful, we, we tend to focus on mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but gratitude really sort of reorients us. Um, I've, we, I have friends who always talk about how being in nature resizes you. Mm-hmm. So you are just sort of face-to-face with like how big and mm-hmm. beautiful and powerful and creative God is. I think gratitude yeah. does the same type of thing. Yeah, It reorients you completely. Yeah, I love that you use the word resize because that is so, that is so true, right? We're we're reminded of God's vastness and greatness when we are in nature, when we mm-hmm. we see all the things that we cannot control mm-hmm. that are way bigger than we are. Um, that was actually something that came to mind too when I was thinking about practical ways to to um, kind of cultivate a heart of gratefulness, and it is, I think, getting outside. Mm-hmm. It is, I think, getting on beyond the four walls of your house where you're reminded of maybe some some hard things. It is kind of um, lifting your eyes, you know, to the sky and and reflecting on God's creation. I think mm-hmm. all of those things help 100%. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say one um, exercise, I think, too, that people could practice um, – Maybe you've heard of this, Rachel, but it's called five, four, three, two, one. I've uh, <laughs> okay, so it's it. What it does is it helps it helps you practice presence because I also think when our thoughts, right? Because we are t- we are we live in a culture where we are tired mm-hmm. and we are running a million miles a minute, and if we're not, our thoughts are for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, how can we practice kind of? Um, presence, kind of staying in that moment. And and I do think that can help cultivate some thankfulness and gratefulness mm-hmm. too. And so one way to do that is just, um, and I think it'd be great to do it outside, but you could certainly do it inside too. But it's just, what are five things that I can see? What are four things that I can hear? What are three things that I can actually feel or touch? What are two things I could taste? What's one thing I can smell? You know, something like that, not to be in that exact order. But, um, and thanking God for those things, you know, so if you're on a walk, um, you're, you're looking at the clouds, you're looking at the grass, you're, you're, you're thanking the Lord for what you see. You're, you're pausing and you're saying, God, what can I hear? Like you're just, you're kind of just practicing presence. And so that can kind of slow our minds down towards what are all the, the things that are consuming us Mm -hmm. and kind of give us back to, but God, you are here with me right now, um, and that can help kind of rewire us a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you that is just a reminder, again, that this is really intentional, mm-hmm. that it really does require slowing down mm-hmm. and thinking through everything that's in your life and God's presence in it, along with you being present in the world. Right, yeah. Um, I, I, whenever I struggle, sometimes I struggle with just social anxiety, mm-hmm. and um, whenever I sort of sit in that, 
it, 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 that's what it requires. It requires time to reorient myself and to thank God for who he is. And then I, I've also found, and so you tell me what you think about this, um, that the reorienting is also outward. So it's, it's God-focused, remembering who he is and everything that he's done for me and the reality of that, just life and his beauty and salvation in Jesus. And then it usually leads me outwards. And you've already mentioned mm-hmm. the connection between, you know, Thanksgiving and generosity. But I mean, I think that when I actually am intentional and I'm, I'm focused on that, I'm usually end up focused on other people. Absolutely. Instead of focused yeah. on myself and my fears and those, like you said, those thoughts running through my head, right. I'm focused on other people mm-hmm. too. Yep. And this is one way I think that our church, not to like, I mean, I do love our church. <laughs> so I don't, Good. I thought it could be like gold I just mean, like I am what I am so grateful for, and I, I brought it today, but is how our church teaches our kids mm-hmm. um, this generosity and this gratefulness. And so, um, right, a lot of us brought home, it might have been the week before last week, it might have been last week, I don't remember, but this generosity challenge, do you remember this thing? I do. Um, it's on my fridge. Yeah. Um, okay, and I'm in full transparency. Uh, my kids have done none of these things. No, so, <laughs> but they're thinking about it. But they're thinking about it, right? So, you know, I could up the ante for sure on what's going on in my home. But it literally gives, you know, do someone else's chores. Help mom or dad today. Um, take a flower to someone on your street. Invite a friend to dinner. Um, bake cookies for a friend. I mean, it is these just little practical ways of teaching our kids how to think outside themselves. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and man, it teaches me that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you're right, right. When we can, when we can serve other people, we can get outside of ourselves and we can say, God, thank you for this neighbor of mine. And we love them in that way. Um, it cultivates that heart of gratefulness and thankfulness. And mm-hmm. so I think the first thing to do is do the things that you're bringing home from church. <laughs> you do yeah. use the resources that are given to you, right. you know, whether that be with your kids or for yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we always say that um, parents are the primary disciple makers of their kids. You know, we're discipling our kids, but our church always, always wants to come alongside parents Mm -hmm. in that. And the resources Mm -hmm. are wonderful. Yeah. 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 Like, so wonderful. I never could have come up with that Mm -hmm. on my own. Or I would have, like, looked on Pinterest for, like, 10 years. Just be grateful, kids. (laughs) Let's get it together. (laughs) What's wrong? I need to be thankful. Yeah. Just, like, practicing that is what helps make it makes it um, a reality and mm-hmm. makes it real in our hearts, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that that this um, this concept, because even when you're talking about just like really, so whether it's with your kids or whether it's with, you know, your clients, you're just trying to give like, here's like exercises to do. Mm-hmm. It's just seems to me like it's this combination of, you know, um, intentional time with God mm-hmm. and knowing who he is and resting in that. And then intentional ways of then, you know, blessing other people around you. Yes. Um, that's, a, that's a really easy, simple, simple not easy mm-hmm. way to think through, like, what can cultivate gratitude is yeah. gratitude with God and then giving that to other people. Absolutely. And they also brought home a generosity journal. Did you see that? Um, maybe your kids I lost mean, it on the way. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> yes. They, it was this. It was these papers that were stapled together with lines on them, and I think it said gen- "Generosity Journal" on the outside of it. And I was like so mm. floored by this because, 
as a therapist, I I'm 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 a big fan of journaling, um, and research actually shows that it is one of the most helpful um, coping strategies because what it does is. When we are in our head, we are we are internalizing, we are thinking, we are, um, and it's hard sometimes to get outside of that. But when we can write down what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what write down our praises to the Lord, um, it that's called externalizing it, and it just does something. It it, it really helps create that kind of new pathway that mm-hmm. I've been talking about. And um, so the fact that they were t- gave us gave your, our kids kind of an avenue teaching them how to do that, I was just like, oh my gosh, I just love this. Um, and that's something I would say, this has been a goal of mine. I don't always do it well, but, um, is doing that as well is just writing down whether that looks like five seconds a day, whether that looks like a couple times a week that you choose, um, but just practicing, it might look like, like, so one of these verses I read, writing that down and then journaling about that verse. Mm -hmm. I might be journaling a song that you heard. It might be, um, but practicing kind of getting those thoughts out and doing that on paper is one great way to do that. Talking about it is another way to do that. But um, especially if you are just having a hard time kind of like articulating all the thoughts in your head, it's just a really great exercise. So mm-hmm. highly recommend journaling. Yes. <laughs> and um, really, I think that, that a great point about that is that everything that our children's ministry does for our kids yeah. – I mean, we, we, we can, we should be doing with them, yeah. right? I mean, they're just, those are really great disciplines that we should also have in our own lives. It yes. might just look a little bit different. Right. But there's, there's, you know, there's ways to just start building this as it has been in your life that don't have mm-hmm. to, like you said, five minutes, like just write it down right. and eventually becomes just part of who you are. Right. Yes. Because again, like, so it's who God is and what he's done, but we want it to be part of who we are too. Right. Not just something that happens sometimes, but really eventually we're just a a grateful people mm-hmm. who then are generous to everybody else. Very true. Now, you know, you can have really big hopes mm-hmm. for your kids, and then they can just completely squash that and say no, yeah. <laughs> so, which was like basically, you know, me and Ryan had sabbatical this past summer. And this is one thing I really wanted to do with my kids is like teach because we were in nature like all the time. You know, we camped for like half of it. Um, and I would be like, I want you to each sit down with your journal and your pad of paper, and I want you to just reflect on what you see, you know? <laughs> and they're like, did, ah. They did this one time over the course of the whole summer, and every other time it was like, please do right. not make us do this. And so, you know, <laughs> so I say this in full transparency, right, that it is not— uh, <laughs> please know this is not happening like perfectly at my house um, or any of ours, but it's the intent behind it. It's even just saying it out loud to our kids, like just the idea of a gratitude journal or mm-hmm. the or just the, it's giving them, so maybe one day on their own, they will start doing these things, even yeah. if they're not doing them when we tell them to do them. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people do this. This is something we do and it's, yeah. it's not the same thing. So it's not the writing down, which really is different, Yeah, but at your dinner table to say, What's a hard thing that happened? Yeah. What's something you're grateful? What's a good thing? Mm-hmm. And then I think you should get included in that. What? How, how are you grateful for that? Who gave mm-hmm. you that? Um, you know, it's just a way to be like, okay, things are hard, and also, also things are good. Yes, absolutely. Again, holding those things together, which is mm-hmm. we're allowed to do. We are, yeah, yeah. It's a good reminder. Yeah, there's. Um, we're in a generosity sermon series right now, mm-hmm. and it's it is interesting to me. It's hard to talk about. 
gratitude without talking about generosity. Mm. And it's hard to talk about generosity without talking about gratitude yeah. because it's all, again, found in who God is and what he's done. And then it's, sort of, it's an outpouring. Yeah. And I was even looking at, I'm going to see if I even wrote it down. I don't remember. Um, yeah. So in 1 Corinthians, I probably didn't write down the whole thing, but um, it says, you'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through mm. us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. But mm. I was just struck with just the cycle of that. Mm. So when, when we're thankful, we're generous, mm. and we're, we're generous to other people who then in turn are mm. thankful Mm, you know, right. yep. to us, but hopefully also to God, who's the good giver of all things. Yes. And then they're generous. And, you know, I mean, it really mm. is this sort of cycle that we can be a part of. Absolutely. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah, right. Because you think about if you ever had someone in Starbucks line, like, pay for your drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, I could do that for yeah. somebody, right? Like, I, it's like it's like just dawns on me. It's like, oh, my gosh, I could do that for somebody. And then I want to do that for somebody when I've received it myself. And mm -hmm. so it does. It just like ignites this beautiful cycle, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it also, there's so much freedom mm -hmm. with gratitude, I think. Because um, so much of, you know, like envy or pride, yeah. all these things that are opposed to, you know, recognizing that mm -hmm. nothing you have is from yourself. Um, most importantly, yeah. our salvation in Jesus, but nothing, our mm -hmm. life, our gifts, mm -hmm. our money, nothing is from us. So we're thankful to God. There's yeah. such freedom in that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And when we were, I think what's hard too is that, and I think just, you know, part of our culture is what cultivates this in us, but we oftentimes adopt this mindset that we are owed something, mm -hmm. that people owe us something, that our workplace owes us something, that when we can shift that even just a little bit to no one owes me anything, like God has, God has done it all mm -hmm. already for me. It just, it just creates a different perspective that we have on our circumstances and yeah. on our world. Not to say, right, that um, people aren't treated fairly and boundaries, and that's a whole nother podcast. But. Right. Yeah, we always <laughs> want to like the, clarify. Like, that's we don't right. mean there aren't bad things and that's injustice right. and all those things. Yeah. But it is a, it's a problem, especially in our culture. Mm -hmm. Entitlement. Yeah, entitlement. There's, we there's all the feel word. like yeah. we're entitled to yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And we're definitely raising raising entitled children as well. So. Yeah. 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 And gratitude and generosity are ways mm -hmm. to protect our kids from that mm -hmm. and give them and give them freedom. And I think like that's what can be hard as a parent is you think, oh well, they need this and they need this and they need this. Yeah. Um to like, I don't know whether it's to be cool or to keep up right. or whatever it is, yeah. but really you're enslaving your kids. Mm. You're not giving them freedom mm -hmm. and you're not, um, you know, modeling what it is that mm -hmm. is actually the good gifts that God gives us. Yeah. So, so those are the things that we have control over because we don't have control over a lot of what happens when our kids aren't even with us for eight hours a day, but we have control over just those little things that we're teaching them when they mm -hmm. are with us and those ways that we're modeling that for them or... Um, so that gives us some hope, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell me what is something that you're thankful for right now oh, man. in this season? What are you thankful for, Lindsay? What am I thankful for? Other than this podcast. Yes. So thankful for this <laughs> podcast. I'm so thankful for this Man, I am thankful for, um, well, so much. I mean, mm -hmm. so much. Um, but 
I am thankful for my job. I am in the amazing privilege I get to be involved in people's lives. I'm involved. I'm thankful for my husband's job and um, just um, the privilege that he has to serve people as well. Um, I'm thankful that my daughter is surviving sixth grade so far. Because mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> that's Amen all. To that. You have a sixth grader too, I right? Do. Yeah, which is just like a super anxiety provoking mm-hmm. transition, right? I think I was definitely more anxious about it than she was. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. Um, I'm thankful for community. Um, for people when I, uh, you know, even just this past week was a stressful week for me and I had people that would leave coffee for me, like, is there coffee in the fridge for you if they knew I was having a stressful mm-hmm. day or people that were checking on me. So just, just, I'm thankful for the people in my life. Mm. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Can I return mm-hmm. that question? Sure. <laughs> no, I actually would say I, I echo everything you've said. I mean, yeah. you know, God's provision for me mm. with you know, jobs, um, with the people who love me, the fact that, I mean, really, especially during times like this, like a daughter in sixth grade and just all the things going on, just that, um, the patience of God, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that we really can go to him all the time. You know, um, I'm sort of continually grateful that he's always there and always Mm -hmm. wants me to go to him with my laments and my, praise and just whatever it is. Um, and then, then, then he'll use me. That sounds simple, but I really am sort of always surprised and grateful that mm-hmm. that's true. Um, and for sure. community, um, for this church who, who creates calendars and <laughs> journals that I'm going to find, <laughs> you know, to come alongside me because I can't do it all, yeah. you know, I can't do it. And so mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for the body of Christ that's right here, mm-hmm. um, whether it's coffee in a fridge or something like that to disciple my kids, yeah. it's it's a really good gift. And it really does remind me of, you know, the generosity of God every time someone yeah. does something like that. That's so true. Big yeah. or small. Yeah. That, it always goes back to the generosity of God. Whatever we're experiencing through people mm-hmm. here is the bigger scope is it's through God's generosity mm-hmm. to us. So, so if you were going to tell someone who... Um, really probably, you know, maybe is struggling through the holidays mm-hmm. because this is always an issue for people, you know, anxiety, depression, all, all sorts of yeah. um, complications in life that are real, um, but maybe more pronounced or it yeah. seems like it is because of social media yeah. or the times. What, what would you just say to them to try to like take mm-hmm. one step in this direction if they could? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think I would say something along the lines of to fight for gratitude, to fight for it. Um, because sometimes it feel, that's what it feels like you have to do. Um, I think depending, again, on, on what the holidays brings up for you, as, as we know, it can be um, an incredibly beautiful time, and it can also be a very triggering time for a lot of people. And so the, way, the ways that we fight for gratitude is we fill our mind with reminding us of what God has done for us, so we fight for it by filling our mind, like I said, through right through scripture, through songs of praise, through community and other people, through what we're reading. We there's a tendency when we are struggling to escape the struggle and to fill our mind with Netflix, mm-hmm. <laughs> which totally been there. Yeah, to escape. Instead so of to escape, yeah. right? To escape, to numb out, to grow apathetic, um, and that works for a short period of time. You know, it protects us. Um, and not that I'm saying that's all bad or never do that, but I'm saying just continue to fight 
for um, cultivating that heart of gratitude and thankfulness and reminding yourself of who God is and what he's done for you and reminding you that he has not forsaken you and he will first continue to see you through whatever you're going through. That's so great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Thank you. You're the best. As always. Thankful for you. <laughs> Thankful for you. <laughs> Big heart. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to watch the video of this podcast or share it with a friend, you can find it at clearcreekresources.org, where you can also find articles, music, and a lot more. Again, I'm Rachel. Thanks so much for joining us today.